The Small Business Show, episode number 109 for Wednesday, March 8th, 2017. Folks, and welcome to the Small Business Show here at businessshow.co, the show by, for, and about small business owners here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. And in Concord, California, I'm Shannon Jean. How, How are it? you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking outside at a nice sunny day. Now that the arc is finished out here, I think we're <laughs> the rain is <laughs> the rain is done. Well, the reservoirs are full and uh, we're as happy as we can get out in California. Oh, that's good, man. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Hey, uh, we nice. uh, we have someone bridging the gap for us, geographically speaking. Today, I'd like to welcome Mr. Bob Levitis to the show. Bob, thanks so much for coming, man. Hey, thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Long time fan, first time uh, guest. That's right. <laughs> that's there awesome. Yeah, very man. good. Where, where are you located, Bob? What, I'm in Austin, country? Texas, literally. Oh, that's right. Beautiful. Halfway across. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah, great. Yeah. Dave's old stomping grounds. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. We, I think we waved to each other once when, uh, when I was living in Austin, but we were never introduced. I think Mike Rosenfeld pointed you out across the room while I was in there getting one of my, I had one of the first hundred power 100 machines and it had all kinds of problems. Uh, they brought me no, in. No, no. <laughs> you, you mean it overheated a little? Uh, uh, yeah. Something about, right. yeah, the, the power supply and everything else was, was uh, needed to be replaced. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think we waved to each other across the room there, but, but it was years later when we actually finally met. So, yeah. Um, but Bob, you've got, well, I mean, you've got a new book out that, uh, that I want to talk about, but, uh, just a, a little background you, as far, as long as I've known you, uh, other than the, the aforementioned wave across the room, I've always sort of known you as a lifelong solopreneur, but, but clearly there have been moments where you worked for the man. So, uh, you know, what, what what was it that that made you branch out on your own, or or were the were the 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 times like that sort of detours that that uh, or maybe not even detours, maybe just parallel paths for you? Well, I'm I'm virtually unemployable, and I've always yeah. known that. Sounds you know, <laughs> in my book, I say I got fired from more jobs in in high school and college than most people have in two lifetimes. So it, it was pretty obvious to me early on that uh, I wasn't very well suited for the boss thing. And the times that I've had jobs uh, purposely since I quit my job in advertising in the, in the early 80s and bought a Mac and decided I'll figure out something to do with this, um, I've only had a couple of short stints with companies. A couple times I, I did startups. One of them was Power Computing. I was the director of evangelism for them. I also did something with, um, uh, what are they called? Autodesk. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Yeah, that. they, they yeah. well, they were doing a thing that was uh, based on on uh, the the literary machines, Xanadu kind of uh, global information repository. They were going to build Google <laughs> before Google, <laughs> and, and and it's funny, you know, they were going to put all the information known to man 
in an indexed searchable thing that you could then search and, and you'd pay for it by the bite. And, wow. and then other people could sell their goods and services there. So it had an element of eBay. It was a clean and well-lit place where you could sell electronic merchandise. <laughs> if, <laughs> this was in 1980-something. Yeah. Nine, maybe, maybe, yeah, late 80s. <laughs> okay. So, so that was fun. So and then uh, I was at, wait, not Harvard.com, but that's it. Okay. Three short stints, and the rest of the time, I've been on my own, and, and I actually prefer it that way. I haven't, I haven't had a day job in at least ten years. Got it. Got it. Uh, okay. So, were these these little these three little detours? Were they things that just sort of appeared on your plate, and you thought, "Oh, why not?" Or were they the result of you saying, "Hey"? Maybe the solopreneur life isn't for me. I should go and get a gig with with something more. Uh, can I can I say part of each? Yeah, <laughs> it sure. Really was. It was like uh, the the Amex offer, the offer from uh, Autodesk. It just came in out of, out of nowhere. They they were a startup in stealth mode, and they offered me a lot of money to move to California and be part of a team. Sure. And I flew out and, and hung out with them for a weekend, and I thought this would be really fun. And so, you know, Lisa and I, we, we had a, an infant child and the money was enough that we could afford to rent our house out in Austin and mm. move to Silicon Valley for a year, pretty much risk free. I thought, well, there's really no downside. So we tried it and uh, I loved Silicon Valley, but it's just so expensive. You know, so I, I, I came back to, I limped back to Austin with my tail between my legs. Okay. Yeah. okay. But all three of them, I was, I was uh, certainly uh, influenced by them being startups and looking at a big payout, you know, sure. being on the ground floor of a big startup, like power computing. Yeah. Right. Right. I think there was only one person that got a payout from that, but, uh, but that's yeah. another story. Right? Well, and you know what I, what I love about that, your, your story is a couple of things. And we talk about a, a lot on the show. One is the power of saying yes. Right. And looking at, opportunities and and not having to convince yourself to do it but oh hey this is a something we got to you know we can jump into and and also just you know looking at your background and all the different things you've done and you know the the books and the you know podcasts and the web stuff and everything is it i just get the sense that you're the type of guy that just kind of grinds it out and and makes it happen and i and i think when people ask me oh, how, how have you you know done this over the years that seems to be one of the big quote secrets that a lot of folks don't get is you just have to grind it out. One of my favorite sayings is the hardest part about being a blank and you can fill in the blank. I like to say writer, but uh, Oliver Stone said screenwriter and Wallace Stegner said novelist, but whatever you say, the hardest part is keeping your ass in the chair. Yeah. You know, it's like, you got to learn to do that first because if your fingers aren't on the keyboard, nothing's going to come out. Huh? That's I mean yeah, it, it's so true but but yeah. but but also very very difficult uh I mean it's it's about you know being dedicated and you have to have a, you have to have a, have a vivid fantasy life I pretend that I've got crazy <laughs> glue on my buttocks That's awesome and that keeps me in the chair as long as I can maintain the fantasy that I'm glued down and and then the alarm goes off after 25 minutes telling me that the uh work session has ended the pomodoro session i i use the pomodoro technique to to keep my ass in the chair but when the when the buzzer goes off the glue melts so every 25 minutes the glue melts and i can go do something but in between i do act as if i can't get out of the chair i mean i I try to maintain that no matter what happens 
All right. Some so bleeding, I have to go see. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah of but course. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's I, part of the flexibility of, of working at home. If there is yes. some real problem, you are actually present to be there for, for that. Yeah. Um, okay. So it, it, we've jumped all over the place a little bit here, uh, which I, of course, knew would happen because it's what happens when, when, with me, with you, <laughs> but it also happens with me. So it's just, yeah. but, but you, you, you've written many books. You've written, is over it, 80 over 80 okay 80. yeah but but you've got a new book out that talks about specifically this um this this essentially learning how to how you've learned how to live with yourself and and you just sort of uh sort of backed us into one of those techniques which is you set an alarm to literally keep yourself in your chair yes and it's and the book explains this technique. I mean, I didn't make it up. I right. found it somewhere, and it's been around since the eighties. But and I don't do it exactly the way they write about it. Sure, but it's one of those things that if you if you think that might work for you, you can adapt it to your needs. It doesn't have to be twenty five minutes. It could be thirty. It could be twenty. Right. But the whole idea of setting a timer and focusing on one task is very important. I think to being productive because. My research, while I was researching this book, one of the things I found was, the best I can tell, it takes 22 minutes to get back in the zone when you're in the zone and someone interrupts you. Huh. And so, that doesn't leave you a lot of leeway on a 25-minute work session, <laughs> you know? <laughs> sure. So, if something's going to interrupt you and it's going to take you 22 minutes to get back into it, you want to do everything in your power to get 25 uninterrupted minutes because that's like having an hour of work. All right. Rather so, than 22 minutes to get back into it and then get back up to speed. Yeah. You know, it, oh, it, totally. it really works. It really works. How how long ago did you institute this stuff? I mean, you're you're just now talking about it all, but but how long have, did this particular thing? How long did you how long around, did you start doing it? Around the turn of the century. Wow. I, I learned that I have ADHD. I mean, you know me. Yeah. And so this it is not a revelation. It's totally obvious to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to people who know me, it's totally obvious. But I didn't know. And huh. nobody ever told me. And so when I found out, it was like, whoa, that explains a lot. I mean, that really explained a lot about why the rabbit holes were so attractive and why I had so much trouble, you know, not not doing what I shouldn't do and doing what I should do. And once I learned that, uh, it was like a light bulb went off. It's like, okay, well, now that I know that that's how I am and that my, my brain chemistry makes me do these things the way that, that it does, I can work with that. I, I can work with that. And, and I just became obsessed with productivity from there, from there forward. It's like, well, okay, how can I make my life easier? How can I make it so I'm not in the office 17 hours a day Doing four hours of work. Yeah. You know, that's how I used to get, that's my, my life used to be 18 hour work days with about three hours maybe of good work. And, and so I, I started to look at what I was doing for all those hours. And some of it was playing games and some of it was surfing the internet and some of it was uh, anything to avoid working. That's what <laughs> I learned. I basically will do anything to avoid working. So once I knew that, I started to make up. A plan for the day. And, and in doing so, I learned that you need to isolate the things that are the most important and highlight them and make sure that they get, they get done before the, the less important or more fun things. So one of my problems was I used to have this to-do list. And when it got to 17 pages, 
I gave up. I said, you know, this isn't working. <laughs> that's that's not problem, working. Yeah. But the no, problem was everything, everything that wasn't fun or easy got pushed to the next page eventually and was never seen again. You sure. know, it's like if it was on the front page, I didn't even think about it. So, so it, it occurred to me that if I want to accomplish things, I need to make them important and, you know, make myself aware of their importance all day long so that I could get them done first before I start goofing off. So, I mean, it and, sounds and, like you you've come up with a system for lack of a, 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 a more uh, uh, for, uh, for lack of a longer phrase that you, you essentially make a deal with yourself every day about what it's it is. You're funny. Gonna... You should, it's funny. You should say that because I say that one of my techniques is carrot and stick. Okay. There you go. I have carrot stick for a lot of things. For example, when I have a book and there's a deadline and I look at it and I, I divide through the number of days and I know what my page quota per day is. And I say, if I can finish this on time or soon, you know, before the deadline, I will buy myself a Hawaiian shirt. If I don't hit my deadline, I will give one of my beloved Hawaiian shirts to Goodwill. Oh, and that works for me. I haven't missed a deadline in years because I like my Hawaiian shirts a lot. But, you know, whatever it is that matters to you, God, you can make awesome. deals with yourself. Yeah, and right, it, works. Right. it works if you, it, but you have to be honest. I did make a deal with myself not that long ago that I was going to buy myself a, a Texas silver, like a gaucho belt. Not not like a race car, not like a NASCAR belt, but, you know, just a, a nice leather belt with a Western buckle on it. And they're about they're a couple hundred dollars and it's way frivolous. I just had no need for it. And I, I made myself some deal that I would do something by a certain date. And I didn't. And I had to donate a hundred dollars to I'm not going to say, but it was a charity I wouldn't have donated a hundred dollars to. <laughs> All right, so it had to hurt twice. Yeah, of course. Yeah, if you're going to use a stick, it better hurt or it's yeah. useless. But you know, all of these things combined make for, and really, the biggest one for me is the plan and and isolating what is important to get done today, and then breaking my day down into 25 minute work sessions. And saying from 11 to 11.30, I'm going to work on this. And from 11.30 to 12, I'll work on this. You know, sometimes things go, things go awry, but mostly having a plan lets me know what's important and in what order I should be tackling those things today. And, and so I don't spend a lot of time holding my to-do list in my hand going, hmm, what am I going to do next? Right. Maybe right. I should play a little uh, Crystal Quest while I think about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. Okay, so... How, um, how did you, f I have so many questions. And, and so I, I really, I think if you'd come on this show like 15 years ago, man, we could have diagnosed your ADHD in like 12 minutes, but, um, uh, and maybe we're diagnosing mine too, but, uh, like what was it that, that did sort of bring you to this, this enlightenment about yourself? How, how did you, how did you get here? A friend of mine handed me a book called uh, Driven to Distraction. I'm, I talk about this in the introduction to my new book, but uh, it's called Driven to Distraction by a guy named Hallowell. And it's kind of like the, uh, the Bible of adult ADHD. And okay. he said, you should read this because I think you have this. And I said, yeah, sure. Okay. And the book sat for like a year. Sure. And then I saw him again and he said, did you read it? You know, I, I've been seeing a doctor and I've got medication. And I'm doing psychotherapy and I'm 
really a lot more productive and a lot less crazy. And you have it. You should go see the doctor. So I went and saw a doctor and got assessed. And I said afterwards, so do I have it? And he said, you could be the poster child for adult (laughs) ADHD. I said, that's cute. Poster child. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, but, you buddy. know, from yeah. then on, I, I, I got it and I, I realized that, you know, it's not my fault. My brain just does that if I don't sure. it to do something different. Yeah, right. And so it's a very active thing. I, I don't use the word in the book on purpose, but it's mindfulness. You have to be thinking yeah. about this stuff or, or you can't even begin to combat it. Right. So, so uh, it's got to come to the front of your mind, you know, all the time. You got to be thinking, what should I be doing now? What's the most productive thing I could do right now? And why aren't I doing that? Yeah. And what's yeah, the reason? So yeah. The, the title of the book, you know, Working Smarter uh, um, for Mac users, you, you talk a lot about this and relate it to when you're using your Mac or just also well, yes. in general. Yeah. Yes. And yes and no. One of the things I noticed when I was reading, and after I found out about the ADHD, I read like dozens of books on personal productivity and ADHD and uh, memory and attention and uh, focus. And, you know, I read a lot and most of it didn't have any information for computer users. And they would recommend uh-huh. things like calendars and tell you to write it on your day planner. Right. And I mean, it's gotten better over the years, but really there aren't very many books that integrate uh, some of the things that make my life easier because I use Apple stuff sure. like like uh, location based alerts. Yeah, that's a great way to not forget to get something. If I need something at Home Depot, a location based alert means the next time I drive anywhere near it, my phone will tell me I have to go buy a hammer. Otherwise, I'll forget, you know, if yeah, I don't really- put it on my list for today to do. So things like that, and and, and there's a lot of them. I use a combination of my calendar, reminders, um, and and the the handwritten plan for each day. And between those, that that like holy triumvirate, everything is tracked. Nothing falls through the cracks. I don't forget anything. And and those are the kinds of things that, you know, that's why it's for Mac users, because I didn't want to have to say... So here's what you should use if you're a Windows user to, to store reminders. Basically, right, I didn't right. want to get into that. I am, though, uh, when I wrote, I, so you, may, you may be too young to remember this, boys, but I wrote a book a long time ago <laughs> be surprised. called Stupid Mac Tricks. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, It was a surprise hit. And, and the publisher came to me and said, you know, you could make a lot more money if we put out a sequel called Stupid PC Tricks. Mm. And I said, yeah, except I don't. I don't know any of those. I don't touch PCs. I don't even own one. And they said, you don't have to write it. You could, you know, hire. (laughs) So one of my friends uh, wrote HTML for dummies and a couple other books. And he was, he was more of a PC head. So I handed him my book, uh, stupid Mac tricks. And I said, how long would it take you to write one of these for windows to find 15 stupid windows tricks and, and write this kind of book? And he said, I don't know, six weeks. I said, good. Here's how much they'll pay us. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I can see this as, as something. And in fact, I've already talked to him about translating this into PCEs because I can't do it and I don't want to. And really, I have no credibility there. But I think that the information, 80% of the book is platform agnostic. It's either web or not computer at all. And the 20% that's platform specific 
is, is stuff that's generic enough that there's a way to do all of these things and there's apps to do all these things in Windows. I just don't know what they are or use them. So I think one of the things I'll do is translate this into PCEs, at least for starters. So that's so smart. And what a lesson that is for anyone doing anything where you're creating something based based on your own expertise if there's a way to leverage, like you said, 80% of what you've done, but even if it's 30% of what you've done, what you've done, finding an expert in another subject matter where that can be translated or related or whatever it is, uh, can be a great way to, you know, increase your revenue stream. Well, and I see this book as uh, this, this topic as having lots of ways it could be branched out. Like I'm, the next thing I'm going to do is a video course. So I'm going to do, I think, I don't know how long it'll be, but I'm guessing it'll be eight or 10 hours, probably total. And it'll be, uh, you know, immerse yourself in this and, and everything that's in the book and more, but in a very visual, you know, one-on-one kind of course, video course manner, which of course commands a higher price point. And, and, And that's great because I don't want to write another book about this, but a lot of people don't want to read a book. They want to go to the course. That's right. It brings in another demographic that that wants the data, but maybe he's not going to sit down and you know read that book. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, ADHD people might not be the ones to sit and read an entire book. <laughs> that's right. I'm just saying, right? You know, right? Yeah. yeah. But I've I've also found all these little pockets of people that I didn't think were constituencies for this book that are like programmers. Oh, totally. You know, yeah, it's like I've had so many programmers say to me, you know, you must have written this for programmers, and really, I didn't even think about that. Until after, until it was done. Right. And I thought, whoa, that's interesting. But that makes total sense. And the other one is musicians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard from a few musicians. Here, here I said, am waving my hand, my, Bob. You yeah. must have been reading my mind when you wrote this. It's like, no, but yeah, I think that makes sense too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, I, I've got, I've got a lot. Uh, there's a lot of things I want to do with the subject matter before I move on to the next thing, whatever that is. But I, I think for the next year or so, I've got stuff to do with working smarter. And I, I'm just, I, I can't tell you how, uh, how heartwarming it's been to have people tell me that this book is changing their lives as they type, you know? Sure. Yeah. Like, I, I notice I think, you have you you have a Kindle edition of Working Smarter for Mac users, which could arguably be the worst delivery method for someone that actually needs the book because the the opportunity for distraction I agree. I agree. Re- reading on an electronic device is awful. Right? I agree. However, <laughs> here's the thing. It was a matter of do I do I ignore the largest bookseller oh, in the world yeah. in order to in order to give you a better reading experience? Well, no. If you're going to buy that version, then you know what it's going to be like to read it on your Mac or your iPhone. Totally. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. No, I was just I was just pointing and out I'm the irony the button, of it. Yeah, I put the button side by side so you can order it from the iBookstore or from. Yeah. Yeah, of course that's not ready yet because it hasn't been approved in the iBook store yet. Well, it's imagine, on Amazon. But imagine yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Well, so, folks, it is still, on Amazon. Working mad, smarter, but they're still mad about iTunes must die. Oh, is that uh, you still having a problem with them? I'm with that? kidding. Okay. Kidding. No, they okay. rejected that out of hand, and I said, "Could could you tell me why?" <laughs> nice. That's great. Hey, all right. to I, tell me why. I have a question for you. Sure. I, I'm going to try and get a word in edgewise. Uh, but uh, just a very specific thing for people, th- for the audience, for your book, which I think probably makes up a sizable portion of our audience too. certainly the solopreneur thing. Uh, 
I know as as someone who who dabbles in 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 this sort of suffering here uh, that while the the first level of the hacks is exactly what you ta- what you we've already talked about, which is getting yourself motivated, disciplined, whatever word you want to apply, mindful of you need to focus on your work. That's step one. And that gets the things on your to do list done and makes you productive and all of that. But you don't just sit down and do the things on your to do list. You are regularly involved in long, ongoing projects that require lots of little things to be done. Yes, but also a lot of planning to see the vision of, you know, getting from point A of zero to, you know, point Z of a finished book done. What hacks or what's your favorite hack that you've learned for, you know, being able to stay on task with a long term project that that spans, obviously, multiple days and even weeks or even months? Okay, and I'm glad you asked that because I don't know that I, you know, really pulled this out and made it a point of it in the book. But over the years, I've I've learned that the most useful thing for me in a big project is quotas. If I know my quota, if I take the page numbers by the number of days I have to turn them out and say my quota is four pages a day, that gives me absolute instant feedback at the end of any given day of where I am. If I'm more than, say, four pages behind, I'm almost hopeless and I better do something right now because on most of these schedules, there's not a lot of flex. So if I get if I lose a day or two days, so I build in some extra time, I'll I'll, make my quota a little bit higher than it needs to be. So I finish a little early. But having the quota lets you look at any given moment and say, okay, 40 percent of the days I have are gone and I'm 50 percent through the project. That's good. Or I'm only 25 percent through the project and the deadlines in a week. I'm screwed. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I think the most important thing for me is just staying on top of that daily quota and not letting it ever overwhelm me. I used to let it overwhelm me and try to do all the work the last few days. And you do worse work that way. And it's it's not very healthy, I don't think, for your brain or your body or your family. But yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK. So OK. So so you'll spend some time and I, and I know this is being a little pedantic, but at the beginning of, of for you, a project is writing a book. Uh, or this project was you do many projects, but you'll spend some time at the beginning going through uh, and and planning and and setting those goals for yourself, and then you just live with them. I, I mean, I'm I'm guessing at some point you might revisit those goals, but but it's if necessary. If but necessary, usually, sure. just knowing that it's five pages a day and yeah. knowing how many days are left, it's pretty easy to do the math. Even for me, and I'm not a math guy, but <laughs> you know, to just get a quick kind of yeah. uh, view of where I'm at in the project. And as long as I've got that, as long as I don't feel like I'm going to fall behind and be overwhelmed soon, uh, I'm comfortable with it. You know, it's, it doesn't it used to make me crazy. It's like, I would almost be paralyzed. Huh? Yeah. As I got closer to the deadline, it got harder and harder to get motivated and do stuff until it was okay. You don't have any more hours. You have to work from now until dawn. Right. If you want to meet the deadline and then, you know, then finally I do it, but it wouldn't be good. Yeah. And so I avoid that at all costs. And I can't remember the last time I went to bed after midnight. Ah, that's awesome. That's, yeah, that's great. great. Ah, that's good. Okay. So, yeah. So it, it really is about coming up with that plan. I mean, it's going all the way back, right? To, you come up with that plan that then allows you the freedom of not having to get stressed about 
anything because you you trust this plan that you've built is going to trust get you your system. Trust your yeah, system. Yeah, you build a system and trust it, and you know you're you're you you really become a lot less. I used to be much more intense, and I used to have a lot uh, shorter temper. And now, and I'm positive it's a result of not being as stressed about finishing work and whether where the next dollar's coming from and things like that. I mean, being self-employed, you always think about that stuff. Of course. But now, it's not, it's not so bad, you know? It's like, I'm able to plan things better. And, you know, uh, books are a year project. They're, they take nine months or a year. So... I've already signed contracts for books that I'm going to write this summer. Uh, you know, I'm going to update all of my, my for dummies books this summer. And I already know how much work that is. You know, it's like when we start on that, um, whatever day I start, I'll look at my deadline. I'll divide through by the number of pages in the book. And I'll say, I have to update this many pages a day to hit my deadline. And usually I get way ahead on that because I just get involved and I go, you know, I could probably finish this a week early if I just like put in two, sure. two days. So it's like that, you know, I, I, the planning is really important. And let me say one thing about what goes on your daily plan. I don't just write uh, work on the book because that would give me a license to go surf the web looking for cool yeah. gadgets and for, <laughs> oh yeah. And I, I really need a lumbar support if I'm going to sit in a chair any longer. And yeah, I mean, it, Hey, that's work, man. That's this it. is work. So I, I will write. Yeah, if you can justify it to the IRS, you can justify it to yourself, right? That's right. But, yeah. but to me, if I'm looking at my daily plan, it's more like write four pages in chapter seven by noon mm. or uh, finish chapter five and proofread. Okay. Uh, so you're like being very, be very granular specific. with your well, Because they're 25-minute chunks, and yeah. it's like, I know what I can do in 25 minutes, and if I assign it to a chunk like that, it gets done. Yeah. Where do you keep this list, Bob? On my desk, and it's written in hard copy. And in fact, uh, huh. one of the things is I, I made this myself. It's just a, a page full of, like— uh, grid paper with quotes around the edges to motivate you and a place to write all of your, you know, day from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m., most important tasks, goals, and random notes. And you can get that and other goodies at my website when you sign up for the newsletter. That's one of my, my like, what do you call it? Giveaways. Yeah. Sure. Because they say you have to give away 95% of your content. So I'm also giving away the whole book. Yeah. All right. What? I am. Yeah. So sign what, up for what? my newsletter. You'll read the whole book. In the next two years. Over time, and where right? do people yeah, where do great. people do this, Bob? Working smarter for Mac users.com, Of course. Of course it is. Yeah. That's some great tips, man. I mean, not just I mean, we could talk about this for a long, long time, but excellent uh, uh, things about developing systems and being disciplined and all the stuff that, you know, guys like us that are jumping around from, you know, project to project. Uh, it's fantastic. Well, Shannon, I have your email address, and I will send you a copy. Dave, you're already on the list. You're getting the uh, full court press list, the full court press kit. <laughs> All right, nice. sounds like That's fun. That's awesome, man. It's got a picture and everything. A picture? Wow, yeah. I could use and more it's pictures. Got, and it's got a USB. Uh, a USB. Oh, check this out! I invented something. I'm selling autographed eBooks. <laughs> oh, what? That's nice. <laughs> with, with it, with it, complete with a digital signature. No, okay. they have my signature on the back. They're, they look like a credit card, right? They're awesome. USB drives that look like a credit card. So they have the cover art for the book on one side and they're white on the back. So I sign them and number them and, and mail them to you. So you have something physical. 
Oh, I like, like that. It. I That's invent- really smart, man. Yes. Uh, well, I actually bought them for the press kits, but then I realized because you have to minimums a hundred. So sure. I ordered a hundred, and I thought. I don't know a hundred press people. I'm, I'm lucky if I know 20 people in the press. So I, I have to find something to do with these. <laughs> so I, I offered them up as autograph copies. And what's cool is I just said they'd have a PDF on them, but it turns out I can give people a lot more than that. Um, course, Cause yeah. there's room on the, I didn't know how much room there would be. And also I didn't know if I could give away the EPUB or the Moby mm. because, because of restrictions from Amazon or Apple. But it turns out, I have generic version. I can't give away the iBooks version, right. but I can give away my EPUB version. So they're going to get a, a USB stick with more than they bargained for. Plus, I'm going to give them uh, the Superplan <laughs> productivity planning worksheet and all the other goodies that you get when you sign up for the mailing list. And it's your last chance, by the way. I'm going to. We're not going to have any autographed copies starting well tomorrow. I think. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Nice. Well, there were only 30 and I think I sold 28 of them or 29. So the next one that sells, it goes away until next time. But that'll be the second, second edition. There you Very go. cool. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I'm having so much show. fun being a solopreneur. I can't tell Sounds you. Sounds like it. Yeah. It is. It's, it's uh, you know, joy. my yeah. is in marketing and I, I went to, I, I worked in advertising. That's what I thought my life was going to be like. I was going to be an ad man, like, uh, like on Mad Men. But I hated it. And I've always said, you know, I loved marketing. I just didn't like working in an office and wearing slacks and a tie and a jacket and stuff and, and having meetings. That was just not stuff I liked, but I liked marketing. And now I get a chance to do it and I don't have to argue with anybody. I don't have to fight to do it my way. Right. <laughs> Except yeah. with myself. Well, yeah, but that that's sort of so the, you're working the key. on that. You yeah, you've got this technique. You've you've uh, you're overcoming those battles with yourself to, you know, it's fantastic. Well, I try not to waste a lot of time on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I, cool, man. I, I, years ago and I think I've said this to you, Bob, but years ago a good friend of mine said to me, uh, it's all about learning how to live with yourself, Dave. And uh and yep. you certainly have epitomized that. In, uh, and especially in this new book. So thanks for coming and talking to us today, Bob. This is awesome. Hey, man. Thanks, for, thanks for having me. And, you know, after a few months, let's do it again. And let's talk about sure. the running the business side, because yeah. I'm having a really good time, like building the website and having a store and seeing my sales results in real time. It's, yeah. you know, I'll have lots that. of small biz stuff. Okay. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, perfect. yeah. Well, oh, I've I had know. a smile on my face during the whole show here, so um, you're definitely coming back on. So Awesome. Great. Great. Well, I had Fantastic. a great time. Thanks so much for having Thank me. Thank you. So you can find Bob at uh, workingsmarterformacusers.com or, of course, at boblevitis.com. And you can find us at businessshow.co or our small business support group on Facebook at businessshow.co slash Facebook. Folks. Thank you so much for listening, Bob. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. And uh, have, a, uh, have a great week. And uh, keep living that charmed life. Take care, everybody. See ya.